Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here, and welcome aboard another episode of the MBA podcast. I've got Ash Playstead with me. As always, it's good to see you, Ash. How are you? Great to be in the chair again, James. I'm doing super well. How are you doing? Excellent. Excellent. Listeners, great episode today. And we're talking about Mortgage Broking 3.0. And what do we even mean by that? Well, let's sort of set the scene. We've been around a while, Ash and myself, we've been in the industry many, many, many years. And the industry has gone through a few phases. There's the 1.0, the 2.0, and what we're seeing right now, probably only in the last year or two, and definitely the future from now on, is what we're calling 3.0. So before we reveal and get to what the 3.0 is, Ash, let's talk 1.0. You know, where did the mortgage broking industry start? This is back in the late 80s, early 90s. Let's talk about that and how far the industry's come and why it's important for listeners, as we explain, to be aware of the change. Because if you don't keep up, you're going to be done. Yeah, we get to wind the clock back here a little bit, uh, James and listeners. So I guess the best way I can answer that question is to, I guess, reflect on you know where I began, which was in the mid-90s, um, which is not that uh, far removed from when broking itself emerged. And really broking back in those days, the word broking is probably a misnomer. It was, it was loan writing is probably what I would call it. So when I entered the industry, Back in the you know the Aussie home loans days, you know where you know that that company emerged as a competitor to the banking sector as a disruptor, as did Wizard and a few other businesses, emerged as a different way for clients to get loans based on a different funding model to undercut the banks at the time were massive massive margins, which they'd been you know uh, I guess uh, profiting from for decades. So it was about selling your product. It was about, okay, I can get you a better deal than what you've got now, and here's why. And that was really what it was. You know, find customer, offer your cheaper deal, win the business, stick the loan into head office, and wait for it to be approved. Yeah, of course, there was a bit more to it than that. But that was essentially 1.0 in the industry. And aggregators, and I guess the term broking really didn't exist. Um, You know, you might have had two or three lenders that you could take a loan to. Um, but you know, this model of multiple lenders all accessible through one portal didn't exist back in 1.0. So the, the 1.0 was really, uh, those, those sole brands that had their own products and knew those products were way cheaper than bank. A, a little bit like, uh, there was a frenzy a number of years ago. I don't know if it happens anymore where gas and electricity companies, particularly in a lot of States of Australia, would essentially go around knocking on doors, getting people to switch providers. And all they had to offer was a cheaper deal, a better rate. And that's essentially how the industry started, isn't it, Ash? The banks were taking huge margins. The likes of Aussie came in with a 
different white labeled product, I'm guessing, and it was way cheaper. Knock on the doors, save people money, deals done. Well, the whole industry was summed up almost by uh, John Simon's um, famous catchphrase, we'll save you, right, um, which worked magnificent, magnificently for several years. Um, and that was essentially what we were there to do. Um, but even Aussie pivoted to a broking model. John, smart, smart man, version 2.0 of the industry is when the banks wised up, margins got compressed, and it became the difference between one lender to another became much less obvious at a rate level. Customers, I guess, became a little bit more discerning. More lenders wanted to play in the space of a new customer acquisition channel, which, you know, really sits behind it, James. You know, really the drive of broking was not necessarily driven by brokers per se. It was driven by lenders or product providers seeing the opportunity for new acquisition channels separate to the proprietary branch channels. Mm-hmm. That's where broking really was born um, when, a, when, you know, I think my emergence into broking came out of Aussie and going into um, broking. You could actually go to banks direct. Aggregation really hadn't kicked in. You could go and sign up with a bank, a couple of banks anyway, ANZ, Westpac, and a couple of others and send them loans directly. Yep. So a lot of people twigged onto this and so it exploded. And all of a sudden you went from a handful of people working, you know, at your Aussies and what, to all of a sudden this explosion of mortgage consultants working for themselves, going out and finding customers and then distributing them to a lender. Yep. That was that's sort of where version two point started off. Yeah. And and one was let's be frank, it was easy. It was um, back then, if you could knock on someone's door, virtually knock on someone's door with a home and know with a fair degree of certainty that you could save them one or two percent, I'm guessing was the sort of numbers, Ash, uh, mm. on their rates, uh, it's a no brainer. You knock on the door, you show them the numbers, sign them up for a professional package or whatever the discount was. There's, there's, everybody was oblivious to that back then, right, Ash? Like, very few people had professional packages, had decent rates. It was knock on the door, show them the money, sign them up, deal, well, deal's done. Oh, yeah, 100%, James. It it was a sales job. Now, you know, much as I, um, it pains me to sort of make that uh, admission, it really was a sales job. You know, it required you knocking on doors, cold calling, you know, Aussie generated leads for its consultants, of course, but essentially, you know, you were still ringing the people up and, and, and door knocking. So it was a sales job. It wasn't a business opportunity, right? So that, the version one was very much about saving people money. But, you know, going into version two, which, of course, James, uh, you know, that's when you sort of came into your, the industry, I know, keen to get your feedback on that. But for, for me, it's when, you know, I was I was sending loans to a couple of banks and then, that you know started to get calls from this new breed of organisation called an aggregator, and I was like, "What the heck's an aggregator?" Uh, it was a couple of um, a couple of enterprising people saw the opportunity to go to the banks and say, "Hey, banks, instead of having a thousand different relationships with individual people, we propose that you have one relationship with us, pay us the commission, and we'll represent that thousand brokers, so that." you can minimise the amount of people you've got to have servicing a 1,000 people. That's where aggregation sort of came from, and the banks thought, great idea. And then all the other banks got on board, 
And all of a sudden, you went from three or four lenders to choose from to 15 or 20 lenders to choose from from a panel of lenders. That's sort of where version 2.0 took off. And then, of course, legislation and compliance started to catch up as the industry got bigger. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's when I came in as well. Um, and it was still a lot, most predominantly, and, it, and in some ways, Ash, and in brackets, incorrectly, is still a lot about rate. Um, but yeah, back then when I started in the industry, it was very much deals and rate driven. Uh, most people were still unaware of things like professional packages and getting better deals. But the industry, and as you said, uh, true aggregation with a lender panel was the flavor when I entered the industry. But the thing, I guess, for me that I remember was that as the industry was getting more flooded and it was getting to the point where you couldn't just rely on knocking on someone's door and getting them a better rate, showing the professional package, things like that. Brokers started to value add and differentiate. They would start to try and help their clients with more than just showing up with a better rate. And that's where I think the difference has been over the last, what, 15 or so years, Ash, where more and more brokers have been coming into the industry. The only real differentiators, because everybody has access to basically the same lenders, it's all about customer service, how you add value and how you position yourself in the market. And that's been the difference between the brokers that have struggled and those that have done very well up until now. And that's where we want to pivot and start to talk about this transition to 3.0 and what brokers need to do. Because just like between 1.0 and 2.0, you can no longer back then rely on just a better rate. You needed a suite of lenders. You needed to add value and differentiate from other brokers. Same thing is happening right now as we transition into mortgage broking 3.0. So let's talk about that, Ash, in terms of what we mean by mortgage broking 3.0. Yes, spot on, James. Well, I mean, I I would preface my answer by um, making the following statement, and this is my, my belief with where the industry is now and where it's heading, and that is, you, you know, you are either building a business, I mean a proper systemized um, business, an assembly line, or you're working for somebody that is. So this is where the industry is at now. So 3.0 is about building a business that happens to do mortgage broking, whereas 2.0 was about mortgage broking. It was about convenience. It was about multiple choice for clients. Like, why would I go to five different banks to get a quotes and compare them when a broker will do that for me for free? So it was about convenience and efficiency 2.0. Now it's about uh, a much more comprehensive trusted advisor model that's wrapped inside a business where, you know, the broker, instead of defining themselves as a broker, now is needing to transition to defining themselves as a business owner that runs a business that does broking. Yep. Well, I'd, I'd say that business 3.0 still includes the 2.0, right? Like it always builds on the last. We don't scrap the stuff that's been working. So still the job of a mortgage broker is to, well, broke, you know, broker that deal. Uh, yes. Have that panel of lenders find the best deal for the customer. 
But as we know, that's not enough anymore. So now it's also been a bit about differentiating and value adding and becoming that trusted advisor. So we have to team 2.0 and turbocharge on top with business systems and efficiency because in 3.0, you just can't rely on one gun operator anymore. It's not going to work. There's going to be margins being squeezed. There's more competition. If you're not systematic and efficient, you will not be able to add the value and see enough customers and do all the work um, systematically and consistently and sustainably enough. It's just not going to happen, is it, Ash? There's just going to be more work, more compliance, more demand for potentially less revenue. So why is this so important as we see this happening in the marketplace? Yeah, you make a great point, James, and uh, well, you make multiple great points in there, actually, if I can uh, pick them off one at a time. But absolutely, we need to build on what's gone before, like the evolution, the professionalisation of any industry. We're moving from cottage industry to professional services industry, accounting, financial planning, the law, all these other professional service industries went through this process, you know, way, way back. Mortgage broking is going through it. So we need to now start thinking about, well, instead of looking forward as a mortgage broker and attaching my income to commission from loans, you know, we need to now start thinking about making my income from profit in the business, right? As opposed to write loan, get paid 0.6% commission and, and make two or $3,000 and that's my income, right? So that's where we move, we're moving away from. And now it's, okay, business analysis, you know, what's the cost of business? What's my operational expenditure? What's my capital expenditure? What team do I need? How many loans do I need to write? And from what sources to generate covering of costs and a profit that I can take as a wage? And, you know, as you said, James, it doesn't mean that you throw anything out. It doesn't mean you have to stop writing loans. But what it means is that the business can operate and generate income without you doing everything. And I think it's it's really one of the things that drives me, James, and I know it drives you too, which I'm interested in your feedback on, but it's something that I think the industry is, is slow to cotton onto, particularly at the entry level for broking. I want to speak about it for a minute. I mean, some people come to broking with business backgrounds and naturally are adept perhaps at building a business. Most aren't. So, you know, we, we work obviously with a lot of clients who are experienced brokers but have never been taught and shown how to build a business. But I also think that there's a huge opportunity within our industry to start bringing this mindset and uh, position to starting out in the industry. So I think the industry still has a bit of a legacy from the past of attracting people in from a sales job perspective. It does. When they need to start attracting people in from a business opportunity perspective. Definitely. Let's talk. I'd like to know why we see this happening. Like 1.0, 2.0, it was still very much a sales job type solo operator proposition. Uh, why are we seeing and why are we, I guess, talking about this 3.0 as being the future of business and not just thousands of individuals running around knocking on doors anymore. Like, why are we um, focused on that being the future, Ash? 
Well, at the very centre of, of it, James, in my opinion, are people. You know, obviously there's the customers, right, so customers who need a loan. But the people I'm talking about are mortgage brokers, the people at the heart of this industry, great people who work hard and who solve big problems for their customers and um, are very committed to what they do. So, you know, the problem that we're facing in our industry um, is around mental health. It's around um, seeing a future for yourself. Like, you know, it's very difficult to see a good future for yourself as a broker if all you see is working longer and longer hours. Yep. That's not a, that's not a good future. And unfortunately, the, the legacy from the past is that a lot of people within the industry, brokers, um, and maybe other stakeholders still see it. We just want people to be productive. We want people to write lots of loans because that's where the money is. Right, so there's this impulse, this this push to propagate the position. You can make a lot of money by writing a lot of loans, which is probably true. But what's missing in that statement is you need to build a business around that so you don't burn yourself out. So this is what's got to change. So it's slow. People take a while to change. The impulse is commercial, right? Write loans, make money, be profitable. That works from a bank level. It works from an aggregator level. It works at all those levels where there's margins based on volume. Where we're at now, my opinion, is you've got to move away from that and move towards a business structure that allows the key driver, the business owner, the mortgage broker, to see an exciting future ahead where they can build a business working less hours, not more hours. That's what we need. Oh, exactly. I agree. And, you know, those 1.0 and the 2.0 days were, were fantastic. And we've delivered some amazing outcomes as an industry uh, doing it that way. But look, it's, it's not sustainable. It's not a, um, it doesn't deliver the best outcomes for the brokers. It actually doesn't deliver the best outcomes also for the customers. And yes, we've come a long way. We're at 60% market share in Australia. We've done some amazing things. But I think there's still being a number of balls dropped and a lot of legacy thinking that needs to be dropped as well and improved upon. And look, we're here, I guess, leading the way with this, Ash. That's what we do. Um, and, you know, we're not saying 1.0 and 2.0 are wrong. We're just challenging every one of our listeners and the industry as a whole to step up and really start thinking about uh, professionalising in a true sense and businessifying the industry from top to bottom, because really it's the only way we can attract new entrants into the market, get them up to speed. It's the way we can generate real sustainable livelihoods and careers and businesses and not just churn and burn um, a lot of great salespeople, so to speak, Ash. So we're, we're doing this and thinking about this from this perspective of the broking community, from the clients, from the outcomes. And really, it's really the only way forward. Um, in our belief, to deliver those amazing outcomes for everybody. Yeah, there should be no losers in this situation. There should only be winners. And the best way to achieve that is you mentioned the the, the word you know, sustainability. Sustainability essentially has got to be driven from within the industry and then within the industry it's driven by the individual business owners, the people that we work, James. It's what drives us. It's our why is to is to manifest or to create this change from within you know, one broker at a time to build a business that can have more impact in their community by helping more people. And 
you know, I guess at a human level, none of us are good to our community, you know, our families, our customers, the industry at large, if we're not being good to ourselves, if we're not giving ourselves oxygen first. So we've really got to have this focus on what's right for the broker and expand it outwards, whereas I think a lot of the pressure in the last 10 years, particularly from Royal Commission direction, has been what's right for the customer. And let me say unequivocally, that's got to be at the centre of everything. It's got to be right for the customer, but it's also got to be right for the business owner. Those two things have got to be mutually beneficial, not mutually exclusive. And you said it before, James. I mean, there's so many amazing people in this industry. It's a fantastic industry. It's the greatest and there's wonderful people doing wonderful things. And the percentage of the industry, uh, sorry, the percentage of home loans being done by mortgage brokers speaks unequivocally to the public's appetite for what brokers do. But there's so much momentum that I have concerns that there's got a lot of great people are going to get washed out of the industry because they haven't got the framework to go from being self-employed to running a business, which is where we obviously do our work. You betcha. It's our, essentially, that's our mission. That's our purpose. And that's where Mortgage Broking 3.0 is transitioning right now. And if you want to be part of that and make sure that you're owning and running and benefiting from a true business and not just having a well-paid job, then make sure you reach out, follow us, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And you know, it's time to step up. We can help you. Ash, I love this topic and I'm excited for this version 3.0 and how we can really lead the way with the industry. Loving it. Yeah, great topic, James. It's a, it's a cracker and it's probably the, the single most important um, fundamental topic and I hope everyone's got some uh, nuggets to take away from it. Indeed. Listeners, looking forward to seeing you next week. Likewise, Ash, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until next time. Likewise. See you soon. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.